0: Yeah, I'm very powerful. So. Do you still
1: have that pride today?
0: Yes. I'm trying to get rid of it, but in a good way.
1: By being humble?
0: I'm very humble, but... But... I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm working on it.
1: <laughs> hey, everyone. I'm Jason V. This is Local Color, a show about the local color that makes Baltimore great. My guest today is illustrator and muralist Megan Lewis. Megan went to a not well-known, but highly regarded art school, where peers told her she painted the black form too much. After college, Megan kept asking the universe for signs and direction, and when the universe answered, Megan knew she couldn't back down. We'll talk about landing her first mural, speaking dreams into existence, and the burden of being a black female muralist. Stay tuned. When I first met Megan at Sunsets last summer, she told me she wasn't gonna interview with me. She said she was shy and didn't like talking about herself, which is a total lie. Everyone likes talking about themselves. It's the people who only talk about themselves that are annoying. Dale Carnegie said the sweetest sound anyone can ever hear is the sound of their own name. That's where I started.
0: My name is Megan Lewis and I'm a professional illustrator.
1: A professional illustrator. The only professional illustrator I knew growing up was Eric Carle, you know, the hungry caterpillar guy. According to Megan, however, illustrators do not just draw pictures for children's books.
0: An illustrator is more commercial versus fine arts being, I guess, more painting.
1: Now, when you say commercial, do you mean advertising and marketing? Yes. or So an illustrator is somebody who would create a print for something, they mass produce the print and it gets sold versus fine arts or like a air quote artist is someone who has some type of human body installation where you can paint on them
0: <laughs> um pretty much pretty much yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay yeah. um are you from Baltimore area
0: I'm originally from West Baltimore uh, grew up on uh, Cold Spring off of Garrison went to Callaway also went to Roland Park And then I moved to Woodlawn when I was 10, went to Edmondson, went to Southwest Academy, and was supposed to go to Woodlawn High, but went to Catonsville instead.
1: Megan was zoned for Woodlawn, but since classes were only 30 minutes long, Megan's mother believed a school with less classes, but more class time, would be better for molding a young mind. This was in high school, of course, and that's not to say Megan's childhood was devoid of good feelings and experiences. What was growing up like?
0: It was great. I had an awesome loving childhood.
1: And your parents, they they you felt like they supported you all throughout your childhood?
0: Yes, anything I ever wanted to do, they encouraged me to do it.
1: Do you have siblings?
0: I have an older sister, Brittany, mm-hmm. Capricorn, 2 years apart.
1: Is she also a uh artist or she, illustrator? She
0: is not. She cannot draw a lick. <laughs>
1: Megan remembers having a lot of fun in her childhood. She went to a PAL center every day after school.
0: The cops ran it and it was open from like in the morning to the to the nighttime. I went there every day and we would just chill, play basketball, cards, whatever.
1: And it was other students?
0: It was attached to the school. I guess whomever oh, after okay. school wanted to come. So could. it was
1: kinda of like a community center. Yes. PAL stands for Police Athletic League. It wasn't long after the days at the PAL Center that Megan's father gave her a gift that changed her life.
0: He gave me my first art kit.
1: And what was that art kit? Was it paint by like, paints with an easel, or was it a sketchbook?
0: I don't remember. Once again, cause I was super young. I was like maybe seven, oh, and my mom she kind of took it to the next level and put me into. I got into Twigs. I think is what it's called.
1: All I know is FK. It was it FK Twigs? She's an artist. Like a musical
0: artist (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know who she is
1: Oh, okay, okay But it was
0: like this Baltimore thing um, In the city I had to audition for it I do remember that I remember going in I had to draw a Still Life And then afterwards Had to talk to some people about it And I got in
1: What was that experience like When you got in? Did you feel like Oh, art's something that I could do For the rest of my life?
0: No, I was still super young I'm maybe like 10 Wasn't even thinking about it
1: And it sounds like that your parents Really didn't discourage you from pursuing art. Was there ever a time or did you ever reach a certain age and they were just like, okay, Megan, it's time to no do something that's gonna make you real money. Ooh, no. Megan's parents supported her art ambition, so it was no surprise that she enrolled in and attended art school.
0: I went to Ringland College of Art and Design in Sarasota, Florida.
1: Though it's not as well known as Micah or RISD, Ringland is a respected art school in Sarasota. Some of its alumni have gone on to win Academy Awards and work in television. While we're on the subject of art, Ringling's student body had a certain monochromatic effect.
0: Out of a thousand students, maybe six were black.
1: And like literally a thousand students?
0: Maybe under. I was being modest.
1: Megan admits while at Ringling, she didn't have the mind and identity about blackness she has today. Because of that, interactions she had with the mostly white student body were frequently uncomfortable.
0: My favorite artist of all time is Ernie Barnes. Do you watch Good Times or ever watch Good Times? mm The artist for that show is Ernie Barnes. He's the reason why, like, my style and everything is from Ernie. I would mimic his style and draw nothing but black people. And um, it got to a point where they were telling me, you need to draw something else. Now, my professors, more so my peers. I would lash out and become like the angry, you know, angry black girl. I couldn't do that after a while. I didn't want to feed into it. So I kind of just was like, I can't do this. I can't correct you because I'm not your, your mother either. I'm not playing that role. So I just was stuck.
1: So when you say you were stuck and talking about how you didn't want to basically just clap back at him because you didn't want right. to be... Because I
0: don't have no one to defend me because I'm the only you know, right, black person. Right. And I can't correct you because mm-hmm. I'm not your mammy. I'm not your mother.
1: <laughs> do you feel like with your college experience and after college your idea like like college did not help you inform or help you cultivate an idea of or like a um an idea of black identity no and i'm assuming that at the time it wasn't something that you really thought about but Mm -hmm. then looking back did you ever feel like oh i wish i just went to an hbcu or something like that yes
0: i i do wonder where my like career would have been if i had black professors or just black culture around
1: me. Megan made it through Ringling in one piece, melanin intact. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, Megan talks about her struggles finding a job and the opportunity she couldn't say no to. This is Local Color. I'm Jason V. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Jason V. This is Local Color. And before the break, my guest Megan Lewis talked about her POC struggles attending a PWI. When you don't have a certain kinship with classmates, you definitely feel like you're in an out group. Another isolating experience we have at that age, the post-college job hunt. It wasn't that Megan wasn't trying, but...
0: I would get interviews, but I wouldn't get the position. So pretty much, you like my work, but you don't like me. I remember I applied to American Greetings to the make card company. Yes, mm-hmm. they called me the next day, flew out, got the interview, and they said I didn't have enough experience. It's like,
1: but how did but, you not have enough experience to right, fly? Right. Did they, they fly called me you the out next or?
0: day, okay. so it's just like, oh, okay, you just don't like me then.
1: What was it like the first time that happened, and then what was it like? the last time it happened before you actually got your big break?
0: I would get interviews to these companies, but I wouldn't land it. So it was just that you like my work, but you just don't like me thing. So I kind of was like, oh, okay, there's something about me.
1: Did you ever think about, okay, what do I need to change about myself? Or were you like, no. all these people are wrong?
0: I was like, all these people are wrong. Cause I think I'm an amazing person. After the interview, right? I get a call.
1: Is this for American greetings? Yeah. Okay.
0: And it was like, well, we love you. We love your work. You just don't have that, uh, have enough experience. And I remember he told me to, to call him in a couple days, and I never did it.
1: Why not?
0: Because also, I'm very prideful. So maybe that's what it is. I need to work on that part.
1: Pride cometh before the fall.
0: <laughs> no, very true.
1: She had to eat, so she got a job in retail.
0: I was working retail and I was talking to my, my uncle, who I never really talked to, and he brought up, I should email Dr. Joanne Martin of the Blacks and White Black Museum. He told me that she collects art and she's very wise and she's this person in the community, like just email her and ask her. So I did, she emailed me back right away. I think in the message I asked, I told her, uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do, any advice that you would give me, it would be great. Um, she told me to come in. I asked her, can I bring my work? She said, sure. I go in. We're talking. She's looking at my work. She asks me what I want to do. Um, I tell her I'm not really sure. She brings up murals. She was like, you ever done a mural before? Do you want to do one? Uh, I was like thinking to myself, no. But since it's her and she asked me, like I had to say yes.
1: So you told her yes. And yes. And then... What happened after that, she was like, okay, good, Uh, finish it whenever.
0: She was like, literally, come in when you want to, finish it when you want to. We have to approve it, obviously, but it was no pressure. So once again, that kind of like calmed me down, because I can literally just go in whenever I wanted to.
1: The cherry on top? Megan got paid. Thanks to Dr. Martin, Megan could call herself an artist with a capital A. We started talking about art and painting. Do materials for murals get expensive?
0: Yes. Yeah. I've gotten better at looking at it and then getting what I need, but it's very expensive.
1: Now, is it expensive just because of like the volume of what you're getting, or like when you're painting a mural for something that's going to be on a large wall, you want to get good paint, or is it both?
0: Good paint, but I use a lot of colors and for a gallon it's like $35 and i use maybe what 25 colors so i, th- I think that's like a thousand right there
1: and the, like <coughs> will you use the full gallon over the course of the paint paint uh, you won't use work? all of it
0: some i may mean, just depending on a, the colors of the composition but um i have used a whole gallon maybe two at some point
1: in mapping out and kind of budgeting out what you're going to buy do you ever just like buy a bunch of stuff knowing that you're not going to use it and then just keep it?
0: I, I personally don't buy it. So far, like, the, the projects that I've been with purchase it, but I do get to keep some of the paint after. Well, all of the paint after. <laughs>
1: <laughs> For a time, Megan felt like her mind wasn't in a place to create. This was before landing the Great Blacks and Wax Mural. She felt like something was missing, just barely out of reach. The problem?
0: It's hard to chase something if you don't know what it is.
1: I talked about my own experience with not knowing what and still searching, and we pondered whether our hardships were placed in front of us to prepare us for what we're destined for, if you believe in destiny. In her search for something, Megan realized something big. I just have to be more clear of what I want. But so so what is that it that you're talking about? Like so when I would leave?
0: meditate, I would say, you know, I need something to happen. I need something different. I need something in my field. And then the universe brought murals to my way. Okay, and then I see what you. You're see saying what you see what I'm saying? Because yeah. I wasn't clear. Right, I just right, said right. I want something to happen. And then the uncle
1: that you didn't even really talk to right. it was like, hey, talk to this woman. Right,
0: like what all the chances of all of that lining up and then me doing one mural and then Nor How of Jubilee emailing me, asking me, do I do murals?
1: Whatever Megan did, it worked. As she explained her journey though, I was curious about if it all happened too early, too fast. When you got that call from Jubilee Arts, Because I feel like that's a pretty, you know, official. That's how it started, yeah. What was that experience like? Because I know that you were saying that it all lined up for you. and, you It lined
0: up too perfectly.
1: Right, it lined up too perfectly. But in that perfectness, were you ever just like, can we just like slow down for a little bit?
0: No. Another part I'm not mentioning. So I was a part of the Urban Arts Leadership Program. I was being thrown into a lot of things that made me feel uncomfortable. And this was after college? This was four years after college. Okay. This was 2014, so after I met Dr. Joanne Martin, she asked me to do a mural. She also told me about the Urban Arts Leadership Program. I feel like she got me into that program as well. I had no business being in there. And it was from September on down to February, and I was being thrown into things that made me feel super uncomfortable. So by the time Nora did email me, I, I just was like, okay. You're good? I'm good. Because I, I had no fear at that point. And I do want to mention that David Mitchell, he was the one who told Nora about me.
1: Who's David Mitchell?
0: He was the creator of the Urban Arts Leadership Program. He, he's a man of many, many talents.
1: Megan was ready to take on anything, and she did. In May of 2015, she was selected as one of eight artists participating in Art at Work, a five-week apprenticeship program that created over 85 jobs for Baltimore youth and created eight new murals for the city of Baltimore. What's that experience been like teaching?
0: My first time, it was super great. Well, each time has been super amazing. It's so much fun teaching young people, especially when you have just a really passionate, hardworking young person.
1: And what about if you have the opposite?
0: I know it's my job to bring it out of them, but some people just, they have that automatic passion and just, it brightens brightens you up a little bit. Especially when you only have a month, too. Cause I know connection, it takes time for people to trust you.
1: So in that month, you just wanna try and give them as much as, as you can? As much as I can, yeah. And do you find that when you see a kid or a volunteer, that has that passion. They're getting
0: paid. They're not volunteers. Oh, they're getting paid. They're getting paid. Oh. Like okay. you're getting paid to draw with me and Ernest Shaw. Like,
1: That's pretty
0: cool. It's amazing. Can you imagine?
1: After college, when Megan was searching for that undefinable thing, the universe was listening. The universe brought these opportunities with Art at Work and Urban Arts to Megan. She admits Art at Work is one of the best programs for artists and youth in Baltimore, but she still wasn't convinced.
0: I was doing audit work. I was working with Ernest Shaw, Gary Mullen, Amy Sherrill, Mike Thompson, like these master like teachers. After that, I was like, This can't be it. Like I'm talking member, I'm meditating, I'm like, universe, this can't be it. Like I need I need something else.
1: The universe looked at Megan, however, cosmic bodies do and said, Something else you say?
0: Maybe like a month after Ernest Shaw calls me, he asks me to be a part of this, another mural project. Um, I started late and ABC New York came to interview me.
1: Why Why did they come down to interview you just?
0: Well, okay, so there was Ernest and Justin Nethercutt, they were in charge of the program. Um, they emailed Justin, cause Justin, Justin is this awesome person and they knew about what he was doing. So they uh, text Justin Justin told them where we were, they came to see me, cause I, cause I was the only person left, I think, during them. It was like maybe five other muralists, but I was the only one left, cause I started late. They left, and maybe like a week after, uh, Justin texts me, he's like, okay, on Monday, possibly a Grammy award-winning artist is coming to see you. I was like, cool, no problem. Cause at the point I ain't, you know, whatever. Um, it was amazing. Like f- like five black SUVs pulled up. All the guys on the corner, they just left. So they were setting up, and I'm painting, had my shades on. I'm on a ladder, super cold, because it's like uh, late November. And I see this person kind of walking towards me, but, you know, I'm not paying them really no attention because there's so much going on. Like they didn't even tell me Alicia Keys is rolling up on me. So I'm painting, and she's like, Hey, how are you? And I turn around, she's looking at me. I'm just like, Wow. You're
1: just like, Oh my god. Oh my god. Literally you don't know my name.
0: Listen, like <laughs> why didn't they tell me? I guess they wanted my natural reaction. That's not cool though.
1: Everything Megan went through led up to that meeting with Alicia Keys.
0: Her producer's like, get off the ladder, come down, like, shake her hand, talk to her. I'm like, oh, okay. So I come down, you know, and I introduce myself. And at one point, they like left me alone with her. I'm like... Why
1: are you doing like, this? Like, what
0: is going on? Like, they straight up left me alone with her. I was like, so how how was your day, you know? <laughs> have but nothing But all to in say. all,
1: it was a good experience.
0: It was a great experience. And that kind of like nailed it for me. I was like, okay.
1: That's to say, okay, universe, you got my back. We're going to take another break. And when we come back, Megan reveals hidden techniques of muralists, black women, period, and why she's only signed one of her murals. This is local color. I'm Jason V. Stay tuned. Hey, it's local color. I'm Jason V. My guest Megan Lewis was blessed with opportunities to make her art a part of the city of Baltimore. Megan also tried her hand at creating wearable art and it went better than she expected.
0: My brand is called black women, period. And, um, is ha- it black
1: women and then period or like black woman the word period
0: see that's the thing I still need to work out we'll get there when I get there
1: Yeah, we can shop it later
0: yeah most definitely <laughs> um, um under that I have my all black hats and shirts and you
1: have a pin too don't you I have pins yep how did that come about because I've seen that around Baltimore like I've seen trill uh, natured wearing a shirt mm-hmm. other people wearing hats and stuff yeah how did, how did you come up with that idea
0: So it's been kind of like this thing where people have been taking things from the 90s and um, making them relevant. I thought of, um, well, all that was like one of my favorite shows growing up. And I kind of just had this idea, all that, all black.
1: And then once you did that, did you just post it to social media or are you like, hey, I got a couple of hats, come get them?
0: Um, I posted it and it kind of went viral a little bit. It, It got away from me a little bit.
1: All Black was a hit on social media, and when someone does something successful, of course, there's always copycats and thieves to follow.
0: I posted it, and if you turn your page into a business page, you can see like who likes it, how many times it's been saved. It was saved over maybe, like, 50 times.
1: What was that like?
0: i was like oh cool they're gonna come back <laughs> and, and buy it but no like they straight up took it and you know people whose platforms are bigger than mine are able to produce it a lot faster so
1: was it anybody in baltimore or was it just somebody else
0: <laughs> there was a few in baltimore but listen it's all good i i just need to protect myself a lot better
1: yeah and i think that a lot of times stuff that just becomes viral and very popular people don't know that i'm flattered
0: to be honest
1: really yeah that's
0: what jermaine says that you're doing something right because people are copying you
1: i definitely think that's true um that if somebody if someone's trying to copy you someone's trying to get you shut down if somebody just doesn't even fucking like you (laughs) it's obvious that you are doing something right right if you're looking to cop megan's got a varied selection of items
0: i have my all black woman hats and shirts and then my all black comes in white and comes in black and i have hats what comes in uh, all black hats is red yellow white blue yeah and i have pins for the all black Mm, and then um i want to work it out so i can sell my artwork under black women period as well
1: megan's been busy ever since her first mural with great blacks and wax She met Alicia Keys and worked with the city's talented youth for Art at Work. When you're good at something and getting paid for it, after a while, people find themselves not enjoying it anymore. It's like your hobby becomes your job, and it becomes just another labor, another task. I asked Megan if she ever had time to paint for herself. That's what
0: I'm doing now. That's what the celebrity series was. was Oh, that's
1: something that you wanted to do.
0: Yeah, it was my distraction from just what I was going through and because I was getting paid to do murals but I pushed them back because like my heart just wasn't into it and I used the portraits to distract me from what I had to do worked out perfectly
1: at the time of this interview Megan was finishing up the celebrity series she hosted a show for the series at Jubilee Arts from January 12th to February 23rd and she walked away from the show with some money in her pocket fortune has smiled upon Megan but it's not without its trials Megan noticed an annoying trend in the art world.
0: People just not knowing that it's my work or thinking that I didn't do it. I had to go through that for a minute.
1: When you say that, you mean like people, like they didn't know that it was you or you would tell them and they're just like, no.
0: If a man was standing beside me, it's his and it's not mine.
1: Who were the people who were mostly perpetuating that? Was it other men or was it women?
0: Um, It was both, but it was more men but I don't know if it was like a, a guy thing, but they just assumed that it was whoever was standing next to me.
1: How did that make you feel? You felt some type of way?
0: So, yeah, but I mean, it is what it is. I get it.
1: But what's there to get if it's not true? Exactly. But that's what I'm, like, what do you mean, like, I get it, like, what did you get?
0: I mean, because I know there's not a lot, I know it's the, people have to get used to seeing something. And it's just, no, I'm the artist. It's just correcting it and making them more aware.
1: When people do something great, they want others to know they did it. Putting your name on a mural lets others know it's your work they're admiring, and that's something Megan didn't even think she could do.
0: I have maybe, I think, six murals. I've signed one of them.
1: Why don't you sign them?
0: Well, in the beginning, I didn't know that I could because it was part of a project, but... um. I guess I could always go back and initial them, but...
1: Do you think that not signing them...
0: Makes me mysterious? No. Well, I wasn't going to say makes (laughs) me
1: mysterious, but I feel like... Do you think not knowing that you could sign them and then finding out that you could kind of gave you more agency to be like, this is my art?
0: No, I think I need to go back and sign it. <laughs> no, for real. Okay. I need to go back and sign it. Most of them have plaques on them, but the plaques are kind of small. And beautiful, of course, but people don't see it initially. I see. Because it's, it's relatively small. It's in right. the, on the corner.
1: And at the end of the day, I mean, if, if they're going to look at one thing, it's going to be the mural itself. Right. So maybe they'll see the plaque as they're walking by.
0: I would hope so. <laughs> but yeah, only one is signed.
1: I hope Megan signs all her murals and people can put a name to the magnificent work that's brightened our city. If you want to learn more about Megan and her art.
0: Instagram, urbanhipsta with an A. And it's a business page. So my email is actually right there. But you can always sign in my DM too.
1: Today's episode of Local Color was written, produced, narrated, edited, and published by me, Jason V. Follow Local Color on Instagram at localcolorpodcast. You can also like Local Color on Facebook. Head to Local Color's website, localcolorpodcast.com, where you can listen to the entire catalog. Also, please subscribe to Local Color on iTunes to get those push notifications when new episodes drop. Thanks for listening. I'm Jason V, and I'll be back with more Local Color.